Welcome first-time listeners and returners to the Sports Deli, where everyone deserves a seat at the table. What about f***ing Colin? Why does he not have a f***ing job? Because he's still being white balls. Why is Tom not speaking out about that? He should be his biggest f***ing ally. And he hasn't said one f***ing thing. A lot of people that have come on this show, I don't know why, they've gotten some good f***ing jobs afterwards. Jim Rome in the jungle. It's right here in the sports deli, baby. We got some good ass karma right here. Let's fucking go. I love <laughs> oh, man. it. I love it. We hope you enjoy today's show, everyone. All right, let's rock and roll. Today's podcast is brought to you by my Amazon shop. Check it out at amazon.com backslash shop backslash the sports deli. And you can see all the products that I've done videos on, my idea list, and my shoppable photos. I may make a commission on any of the things that you watch or see, but it's at no extra cost to you. Enjoy today's short. Do we have to refer to him as Mr. Duncan? Like, I, I'm just wondering. Yeah. yeah, please, I'm very formal. Secretary Duncan. <laughs> there you go. Exactly. <laughs> just put a sir on the end of it. Secretary <laughs> Duncan, sir. All right, here we go. Let's do this. We're so honored to be joined today by some incredible women on this 23rd day of Breast Cancer Awareness Month, including Carol Stiff, President of the Women's Sports Network, Kali Matsuhara, Taylor Soul, and a brilliant visionary, the CEO and co-founder of Athletes Unlimited, John Patrickoff. He was born the same year as the late George Floyd and Rebecca Lobo. He started his career with Disney, and today you will hear the rest of the story. You can find Athletes Unlimited at auprosports.com and John on X. I don't know. I, I hate saying it, but it is what it is. Formerly Twitter, at Jay Patrickoff. And shout out to uh, Scott Miranda and Jeff for setting this up. And uh, Val Whiting is joining us now as well. Two-time national champion at Stanford and former ABA and WNBA player. So, John, welcome to the Sports Daily Podcast, where everyone deserves a seat at the table, especially uh, the co-founder of Athletes Unlimited. Morning, Val. Thank you all for for having me here. Um, excited to be here, excited to talk, and uh, it's uh, I'm, I'm a little humbled by the group you have assembled. So uh, I'll, I'll hopefully hold up my end, but I'll do my best. Yeah, um, and you guys can jump in anytime. I know John's got about a half hour. Uh, I, we always say that this is how much time we have. I don't know why we always go over on this podcast, but uh, I know he's <laughs> probably, you know, got to uh, make a hard stop at seven. But if you can go over with our rapid fire questions, the fun part of the show, you know, you definitely got to let me know that. Um, so I want to ask you this first. You know, I know there was a lunch with you uh, after there was some talk about possibly going after the New York Liberty. And you decided to start from scratch. Now, just so everyone knows, I'm really fast forwarding a lot of things, literally in the interest of time. But but I want to ask you this, you know, sports and locker rooms teach us, you know, a lot about ourselves, other people, how to navigate life. And if you were to take everything, your childhood, college, including Harvard, Disney, Hollywood, and Tribeca, your experiences with pro soccer, your marriage and your children, along with your mentors like David Stern and others. So you see how I did everything together there? So if you take all that stuff, are there three things that led you to the suggestion of starting something from scratch that resonated with you that you said, this feels absolutely 100% right, where maybe 20 years earlier, you would have went after the New York Liberty? Yeah, um, I'd say a couple things come to mind. Um, a big question, but I, I do a couple things do come to mind. So I mean, I think first, since a very young age, I definitely think that I have been uh, 
open to seeing opportunities and identifying opportunities where other people didn't, you know, and I think that um, while I've done a lot of conventional things, gone to a lot of conventional schools, had a lot of conventional experience, even when I was in those, I think I was always looking for areas that were underexplored, uh, underappreciated, underrecognized. And so um, I like to think of myself, I guess, as a result, as an entrepreneur in that regard. And I think that that, that, that literally has come up everywhere I can think. Um, you know, when I was in in, in, uh, in college business school, I got really interested in economic development in inner cities. And there's a professor, Michael Porter at Harvard, who was studying about the in competitive advantage of inner cities. It led me down this whole route of uh, studying and getting involved in and taking some jobs, looking at kind of economic advantages uh, that inner cities might have to, to, to drive, you know, inner city development. And so I think about those things that come right to mind. I mean, so that's the first one. The second is, I think, listen, to be successful in sports, in particular, culture, society, you, you know, these businesses, you need to be able to work and, and appreciate um, diverse groups of people, All understand right. diversity, appreciate diversity, be comfortable um, working. Look, I'm, we're on a call here, um, you know, where uh, so I, I'm, my, my math won't be good, but 80% of the people are women. I, I think that, um, you know, you, you have to, you have to love and embrace uh, people from lots of different walks of life in sports. And I think that that opened my eyes to opportunities in women's sports that I think, um, you know, I think gave me a big advantage and a big opportunity. So I think that would be the second one. Um, and those are the two that really, that really stand out. Um, third, um, I guess is, you know, having a great, to, to go to everything you just mentioned, I mean, to have a great family, to have great support from people around you allows you to do certain things and take certain risks. So I think I'm, I'm, I've been advantaged by that. And that, that doesn't just come from, you know, uh, you know, having money in the bank, which certainly helps. Um, but it also comes from people who are, who, who trust in you and, and, and who give you confidence, right. Who say, listen, maybe not other people see it, but I trust in your vision and I trust in your in your beliefs. And so having that network of people who support you, I think allows you to do certain things that if you don't have it, you're really on your own. So I, I take those three things as, as being the ones. Carol, do you have anything? John's always been impressive. impressive. We're like talking and talking about him in the third party. Um, I met him <laughs> quite a few years ago when um, I heard his business plan for Athletes Unlimited and fell in love with his enthusiasm, his entrepreneurial uh, attitude, his embracing of diversity. So I'm not surprised at all with his responses here. Uh, and we enjoy working with him at the Women's Sports Network. So bravo, John. Hey. Just, just, just getting started. Hopefully. <laughs> so I, I want to ask you a couple other questions, but I, you know, I want to talk about athletes unlimited. Obviously, there's been a recent announcement with expansion in the Olympics. So, do you want to give a brief overview for people that have no idea what athletes unlimited is, and you know, talk about the Olympics and how excited you were to hear that announcement? Yep. Yeah, so, so athletes unlimited today runs uh, four professional women's sports leagues. Uh, we're in pro women's basketball, volleyball, lacrosse, and soccer uh, and softball. Um, each season runs for five weeks in one city. It's a very unique format. We like to think of it really as a, an all-star playoff type uh, competition. It's only five weeks in length. We try to bring together the, some of the best athletes in their sport. And at the end of the season, uh, we crown an individual champion. So it's one of those unique ways in which you can answer that 
age old question of like, who is the best in that sport at that, at that time. Um, and so um, that's the vision. That's what we're trying to get to. Um, we have been up and running since 2020. We've run uh, now 15 seasons across those four sports. So that allows us to innovate and learn really quickly. Uh, games are mostly on ESPN, you know, in part thanks to Carol uh, and the first deal we did back in, in 2020 in the midst of COVID. Um, but we've also distributed the games on, on other platforms as well and have brought other partners on. And in each sport, there's a set of different dynamics. So you just mentioned, you know, the, the announcement about the Olympics. That's a huge deal for a sport like lacrosse, which is getting into the Olympics for the first time in 28, softball being back in. It's a little different, obviously, for, for basketball, which has its own set of different dynamics and a huge momentum with the W, which we, you know, and at the NCAA level and volleyball, of course, that um, is really going through this incredible moment of attention and interest and excitement. So each sport that we're in is a little bit different. Our role is a little different. We're a great complement to the WNBA in the offseason instead of players having to go overseas. Whereas in lacrosse, we're the only pro league in the world for women. So each sport's a little different. It's given uh, me, I think, a, a real uh, unique perspective in that regard because we do operate across four sports. And so I've learned a lot um, about you know, some of the similarities, but a lot of the differences in, in each one of those sports and, and as a result, what it means for us. Yeah, that's amazing. You guys hear that Freudian slip about soccer? That's because he had so much involvement with soccer. Maybe that's something a little bit. Of maybe, 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 maybe. Yes. <laughs> the SOs, the SO sports. That's right. Absolutely. Um, so I want to ask you this because as Val knows, and maybe some of you know, uh, this is something that's uh, always a, a point of contention for me or, you know, something that's important to me. And you um, obviously are big on collaboration with the players. Players run leagues. And so um, that that's the uniqueness of it as opposed to having owners like you do in traditional professional sports. And so uh, three and a half years ago, uh, we heard the famous shut up and dribble. And you recently, re well, they used to call it a retweet. They don't call it a retweet anymore. They call it a repost to be you know, exact. So uh, you reposted something um, on X, formerly of Twitter, that President Biden made one of the, the best, if not the best speech of his presidency. And so with that being said, um, and I'm not gonna get into specifics because it, it's not necessarily the point, um, but it's just about leveraging your platform. And so I just wanna ask you about leveraging your platform because you know we've heard LeBron and we've talked you know, talked a lot about the women of WNBA changing two elections in 2020. and a lot of people are silent when it comes to this kind of thing, and there's no requirement for professional athletes to speak out. But I've always been very critical of the NFL quarterbacks for not speaking out to Tom Brady. Well, they speak out about their weight loss or other things, but they don't speak out about certain things that I think they have a responsibility to, whether it's the Tom Brady's or the Aaron Rodgers or the Peyton and Eli Mannings, et cetera. And women have always been at the forefront of speaking out, getting owners, uh, relinquish from their duties in the WNBA, changing elections, and many other things, as the women on this call probably know better than I do. So where do you stand with regards to the players approaching you with specific issues that they're passionate about, whether it is Israel or Palestine or Black Lives Matter or equality or charter flights or whatever the hell it may be? See what I did there about the charter flights, <laughs> Kathy? Yeah. yeah. Um, 
All right. We're getting into it, Michael. This is just where we're going in. Okay. Um, so well, you and I, you and I have a, a background, you know, that has something to do with what's going on now, but it's just more about big picture and yeah, being, picture. Being, yeah. being an, being an ally. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I'm going to give, you know, my, my fellow co-founder, Jonathan Soros, a lot of credit for this. And this honestly goes back to the, to the formative days of AU 2019, even before we got to launching. He was really focused, um, and it's been the consistent theme and in, in, in throughout what we've done at AU over these now last you know three plus years. Um, we, well, let me say we started with this blank sheet of paper, so we actually had questions and discussions around. Okay, how do we want to show up, and what do we want AU's contribution to be to um, to society, um, and how do we want to impact? Um, you know, our sports, but more broadly, you know, our fans, the athletes. And and we went through some interesting conversations, right? We talked about how the fact is that that a lot of the efforts in sports um, ha at, at the kind of team and league level are typically like, like very much about grassroots community, about the sport itself, um, you know, connecting, I will say in a lot of times, they're semi-marketing and community initiatives at the same time. Um, and a lot, which are all awesome uh, and great. Um, and Jonathan really drove the conversation pretty early on to a, a different direction. And it was, how do we uplift and create platforms for our athletes to be civic leaders? Um, and how can we enable them in the best way possible to be civic leaders? And it was... Um, something he thought a lot about, um, you know, how do you promote dialogue, community? How do you bring people together as opposed to, you know, pull them apart, um, which I will say it's sports for being as wonderful it is, as it is. And as much as I am passionate about it, you know, there are, there are, there's another side of sports in rivalry and competition and other things. And um, we really wanted to uplift everyone. And, and, and in particular, create this platform for the athletes. And that first came together with what we launched, which was this athlete causes program where we funded um, uh, uh, a set of money that would go to the athletes for causes that they would choose that they cared about. And we would give that money to them. We'd also help them uplift that cause this past week in volleyball was actually our athlete causes week where every athlete wears the, the, you know, some of the gear from the, the cause that they care about. We try to collaborate with those causes, really trying to bring them forward. Um, but that's also then extended to the work we did around the election and voting rights. Um, and it's also led to the creation of a bookstore at each of our sporting events where athletes choose books that they care about, that they want to see showcased, um, for uh, fans to, to know about. And it's a partnership we have with bookshop.org. So people can go on bookshop.org and go to Athletes Unlimited and they'll see books that have been curated. And so that theme is really, and, and, and commitment has been the driving force of AU, which is to uplift the voices of athletes, the issues they care about. And I think with that being um, the centerpiece, it's kind of been the, it's been what's guided us in how we've made decisions. Um, we, on, on issues, you know, that are affecting, um, listen, you know, you bring up Israel-Palestine um, and, and, you know, I think on, there are, there is discussion um, with an organization that there are certain issues that affect our athletes um, directly or affect our organization directly. Um, for example, whether that has to do with, um, 
you know, reproductive rights or health and safety or whatever it might be. Those are conversations we have very intently and very seriously just together because it, it, it will it will impact policy and decisions we make as a league. And we do that through our player executive committees. We also have a, a group called the Intersexual Equity Working Group that, that gets together and we have to prioritize those. And then there are other issues that um, don't necessarily affect us as a business or as an organization, but affect clearly the people that are involved and click the fans. And for that, I think we don't, um, we sometimes speak with one unified voice. And, and in other cases, it's really about providing the platform for, for athletes and others to, to speak out. Yeah, it's fascinating stuff. And there was a recent study that came out that uh, I think we all knew this from a common sense perspective that uh, between 10 and 15% of people don't watch sports if it's too political. So, you know, and I guess you got to be somewhat sensitive to that, but it sounds like you're staying the course and, you know, you're going to continue to uh, leverage the platform and, and be an ally for whatever it is that are important to these athletes, because <laughs> you got to be in the minority if you're going to change the narrative. You know, you, you got to push back because a lot of times I can tell you this from personal experience from getting pushed back as a micro influencer. When I say micro, I mean micro on social media, that there's a lot of trolls that will come in and you flip the script on them. And if you bring receipts, then they actually end up on your side. So that's the best feeling in the world is when you have people that are talking a whole lot of a lot and then they're like, dang, okay, I didn't realize that. And then now they're, you know, one of your biggest supporters. So, you know, I applaud you and all the athletes for that. Uh, anyone else have any questions, feel free to jump in. Um, anything else about, yeah, go ahead. No, I'll, I'll just say, I mean, I think that, you know, listen, the, the W has led the way and the W players have led the way. We, we obviously are trying to, I think they're an incredible model for for others. Obviously, what's happened in soccer as well, and the national team was a was a huge. You know, they were also massive leaders in that. I think when you get outside those two sports, I mean, the the fact is the platform that many of the athletes that we work with have in softball, volleyball, and across are not big enough. They're they're powerful in their collective, and so you know, discussing and figuring out how you can mobilize them as collective. But the fact is that, you know, one of the bigger challenges we have in women's sports is the amplification isn't there. I mean, you know, it's awesome that we're all together and we're doing this today. And, and that's, that's, that's a piece of that puzzle, but that's what needs to happen. And so um, I think we are, are highly focused on continuing to make sure that we can increase the size and, and, and power of the platform that these athletes have. And that, um, that's our, that's a, that's a principal objective, um, that we have. Okay. One more question for me. And then we get to the, well, can I just add to yeah, that? go ahead, Carol. Yeah, absolutely. Sir, I really applaud that, um, that concept of hearing from the athletes, having them have a voice. And I look at those on this call right now, and you have a coach who is legendary and I'm sure that the, the the athletes coming into the programs or playing um you had to change your style I know Pat Summon had to change her style when she had Hull's Claw back in the day Val Whiting's doing a ton of good work around mental wellness and um hearing about um the the journey that these athletes are having and then Taylor of course you know as a coach athlete we need to hear their voices and the fact that Athletes Unlimited allows that to occur. That was a big deal back in 2020. I can I lived it, and um, I, I applaud you, John and and John Soros, to keep going with this because you're doing great, great messaging to those coming up the pike and those that have struggled along the journey. Thanks, Carol. Yeah, definitely, absolutely. And so to that point, um, I, I do want to ask you about mental health and financial literacy. 
have you noticed anyone uh, or a, a good percentage of people that you know have shown an interest in these areas and and what are you guys doing for people in those two areas because i think it's important uh for different reasons but they're they're both hugely important as we've seen with financial literacy and mental health recently yeah that i mean that was the other kind of foundational component uh, i'll connect it back to what i said before which is uplifting the athletes as civic leaders when we thought about that process so you know, the athlete causes program we're really proud of, right? Putting money in the hands of athletes that typically have not had it to be able to donate and support causes they care about. Big deal. I honestly did not realize going in how big a deal that was. I mean, we had athletes in year one in softball who said, listen, this, this model's kind of crazy. I'm not sure if I want to put, and then we told them at the athlete causes program, they said, this is like kind of blowing their minds and literally athletes who say that was one of the top reasons they decided to play with us in year one was because this idea that they could actually support a cause that they cared about and give money to it. So that's a big deal. But but to go along with it, you know, issues of mental health, financial literacy, all are part of that overall question and 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 thing we're trying to address, which is how do we give athletes a comprehensive platform to support them in all ways. Um, we have hosted a number of financial literacy and financial planning uh, meetings. We have uh, now full-time uh, mental health resources available for athletes in the league. So we see a number of athletes take advantage of it. Not all of them, but some of them. Um, we have a great partnership with an organization called OnRise, which has just started this year. And that's actually been very effective for us and, and probably the best solution. We've gone through a whole host of different things. Actually, in, in, it's you know a five-week season, but we actually spend a week of orientation um, with the athletes where we go through a whole host of big, important topics. There's typically sessions about racial and gender equity. There's conversations that we have around anti-harassment, but there's also tra in trainings. We do a mental health prep and a whole host of other things. So we're constantly um, trying to provide these services uh, to the athletes. Um, they typically are, I would say, under leveraged and underutilized, if that if that's fair to say. Um, that's on us as much as it's on anyone else. But I think that's always the, the the question. You know, you can make them available, but how do you make sure that people are actually taking advantage of them? And that's uh, that's something we're working on. Awesome. All right, let's get to the rapid fire because this is the fun part of the show, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, everyone smiles for those of you just listening and not watching today. Okay, so last year's TV numbers with the women's final four, uh, which at one point hit 12 million, and then we had the Nebraska volleyball game this year in front of 92,000 fans, women's volleyball, and Caitlin Clark and the Iowa Hawkeyes had 56,000 fans recently at a basketball game. Any one of those three in particular, now you're going to say it's a tie, but any one of those three in particular surprise you the most? <laughs> is that for me? Is that for yeah, me? That's for, yes, they're all for you. I think the most important one of that is the is the is the 12 million, you know, call it 9.9, .9, 12 million for the NCAA. I think that's that, that's the most important one because it's it's um, right up the it's kind of right up the fairway, so to speak, to you to mix metaphors. Um, and that's key. I think the 92,000 in volleyball, the impact of that on my conversations in the business world have been far greater than anything else that's happened in the last couple of years. Obviously we're in volleyball and we're a leader in volleyball. We're the first pro league that's been in round in this country for 30 years. So it's been a big deal, but um, I think in common parlance, I'm shocked at how big a conversation point that has been. And it's been awesome to see. And I think it caught people by surprise. So those are my two. Um, and I'll the other one is a distant third. Yeah. And I love, I love the fact that you can just say, I told you so to people that say nobody wants to watch women's sports, which Vale talks about all the time. And she comments on it. 
and I love watching her videos. Um, your dad served for three presidents. Did you get to meet any of the three, Obama, Bush, or Biden? Oh, my gosh. Look at you. I met uh, – I've met uh, Obama. I've met Obama. Wow. Yeah. I love the picture. It was great. Yeah, that's amazing. The closest thing we've had uh, to Obama on the show is um, the, his former secretary of education uh, was on the show. Arnie? Yeah, Arnie. Yeah. yeah. So Arnie's doing great things in Chicago. Uh, do you have a favorite athlete of all time? It is a sports deli podcast, so we should probably ask that question. Um, I go back to Mickey Rivers, the Yankees outfielder, was one of my favorite out athletes of all time. Style and just swagger and like he was so distinctive and scrappy <laughs> and small. And I was an and I'm an outfielder, but you know that's what I played outfield when I was a kid. So I loved him. Man, we will never have that answer ever again on the Sports Daily Podcast. The other one, the other one, because uh, I would be remiss if I didn't give him a shout out, is um, I, I was a, a very uh, average basketball player, but I love the New Jersey Nets. And you'll notice that I thought I said the New Jersey Nets when I was a right. kid. John Bagley was the was the point oh of that team in the 90s. And so my friends would call me Bagley. So number five, John Bagley. I want to give today. I think he's still he's coaching, if I'm not mistaken, in Connecticut. I, I looked it up uh, recently to see where he was doing. I, I, I don't know him, but yeah. So so John Bagley and Mickey Rivers, how do you like that? We'll never have either of those answers ever again. You, may, you, uh, know, you never know. You never know. Yeah, you never know. Should, should uh, Pete Rose be in the Hall of Fame? No opinion on that one. Although I did run into him uh, at a deli in Las in Las Vegas and 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 was kind of blown away by what had happened. I feel like that's I don't know enough about it honestly about that about his his particular situation. But um, I do feel like in sports, you know, uh, you know, a lot of people do 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 wrong things. It, it is unclear to me always how you become the person who gets you know punished in one way versus people getting punished in other ways. So world's not fair. That's all I'll say, but I, I can't speak to, to, and you, and you can't cheat. So, and you shouldn't be betting on sport on the sports you're playing in. So I think, you know, he did some wrong things, but I can't speak to the punishment. Fair enough. Okay. So I have one suggestion for you, for your website that I want you to give me one suggestion, if you have any for the podcast or for me. So on the bottom of your website, you have all your socials, you know, people can click, but I feel like they should be at the top next to the Athletes Unlimited logo because if people really want to find your social media, which is very popular, no one's going to even get to the bottom of the page. Just awesome. a suggestion. Uh, yeah. So any suggestions for, for me, for the show or anything that you, yeah. you know, like my background or anything? No, like I mean, it's a, it's a big, I mean, we obviously need to get you an athletes unlimited Jersey to be hang. I mean, I, I, yes. I very much appreciate, appreciate that, you know, you're repping AU today. Um, but I want to get something permanently uh, on set. Yeah. You did a great job. I mean, you're, yeah, I, I appreciate that. I love what you got going on back there. And, um, but we got to get you AU gear to put there in the, in, in the, in the, in the permanent set. Uh, Colleen, go ahead. Yeah, John, I have uh, two questions, actually. Uh, oh, first, Lord. thanks for uh, doing the Athletes Unlimited for women's basketball. I've talked to both Eileen Hauser and Danielle Viglione, who are longtime friends of mine, and they just love the league and the concept. But have you determined a site for uh, this year, the upcoming season? Look at that. <laughs> Trying to get me to break news right here. I love it. I love it. We are getting very close. Anytime in the next few weeks, we're going to announce it. We we are, we, we have decided. Um, oh, great. Announcing it shortly. So yes. Okay. Well, I'm looking forward to uh, hearing what, where it is. And secondly, who is your all-time female favorite athlete of all time? Yeah. So yeah, just um, curious. Yeah. Wow. It's, it's, oh, see, see, there's, it gets a little, it looks a little harder. Um, uh, 
you know, I'm 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 torn on who I'm going to answer. So I'm gonna, Billie Jean King comes to mind. Uh, I'm obviously incredibly taken and, and inspired by her. Uh, I want to mention Wilma Rudolph also, who um, I uh, I rep my Wilma Rudolph uh, T-shirt, and I honestly. Uh, came to find her in more recent years and I'm totally inspired by by Wilma Rudolph and and everything she did and who she is as a person. Man, phenomenal Thank stuff. You. Absolutely. Okay, last question. If you could have any one person at your dinner dinner table, past or present, dead or alive, but you've never met them before, who would you like to have at your dinner table? Martin Luther King Jr. Well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Well, but tonight is the last night for volleyball for week three. So and then we'll leave the floor of to you unless anyone else has any questions taylor thanks for joining us Val, carol any final words from anyone else before we leave the floor for john before he gets out of here he's got a busy day can't thank you enough for joining us phenomenal stuff if i can have 10 seconds i just want to Go say ahead, as an athlete i'm 23 and so uh this is my first year like as a rookie uh and i was grateful enough to play uh, in the Final Four and then go to the WNBA uh, and now overseas and to kind of learn not only what it's like to be an athlete, but also what that stands for outside of the sport, um, standing up for uh, whether it's charter flights, uh, more pay, whatever it may be. I think it's been cool to see athletes like Elizabeth Williams on the Chicago Sky or Natasha Cloud uh, like with the Mystics and their passion for um they're just, they've been civic leaders. And so to be able to see you and the work that you're doing and you're clearly passionate about it, I think it's great. And so uh, I'm definitely inspired and hope one day I get to kind of do some work outside of basketball. And so thank you. Thank you. Thank you awesome so much. Stuff. All right. Any final words, John? Can't thank you again enough. No, thank you. Thank you for, for having me here. I'm pretty safe to say this is the most unique uh, conversation I've had in a long time. And uh, I loved it and appreciate all you make inviting me in and, and having me here. So the impact that you and, and John Soros, who Carol mentioned earlier, have done by creating Athletes Unlimited uh, won't be known. A lot of it won't be known for years to come. But how you're reshaping attitudes, narratives, and being allies deserves a standing ovation. And I know I speak for not only us, but for millions of people You know who we just want to say thank you. Uh, thank you for not only what you're doing for these athletes, but for all the little girls out there, similar to what Billie Jean King did, Serena Williams, and the legends of the ball, including Elizabeth Galloway McQuitter, who wanted to be here, but who is in flight. And uh, much love to you both, you and John, and everyone involved on that team. And you truly have a, a, a unique understanding of what team really yeah. means. And uh, anything we can ever do, yeah. uh, please let us know. And shout out also to ESPN, yeah. Nike, Gatorade, and and others for for their support for what you're, you know, doing at Athletes Unlimited. Any awesome stuff. Appreciate you, Carol. Thanks again, and everybody. And uh, for those of you, you that don't know Taylor's story, uh, she, hopefully she'll come on the show. Her story's uh, incredible, from her upbringing to. Uh, where she's at now. So Colleen, thank you. Val, thank you. Carol, everybody. Jeff, thanks for uh, being here. Shout out to, again to Scott for setting this up. John, have an amazing day and you, everybody. Uh, we'll talk soon. All right. Thanks, thanks again. So much. Be well. All right. Much love, everybody. I'd be remiss if I didn't share this with you because I thought about this after everybody went about their day. One of the things that I really appreciate about John that came shining through today is his appreciation for collaboration. And not only that, but how much he truly loves to see other people succeed and win. And it's, yes, being an ally, but it just felt like it was more than that. It's 
his understanding of what it takes to give people the tools to leverage their platform and yes you have to have a great team around you and you have to have money and you have to have a plan but you know his level of servitude and all the things that he's done everything he's touched has literally turned to gold and he truly understands servitude and what it means to pay it forward and to relish in other people's wins and i think that is just an amazing characteristic to have and why i think he is such a phenomenal leader so i can't thank john patrickoff enough and everybody that was on the call today uh every time we get guests on here uh you know i always say i don't know how uh, we get some of these guests but um truly humbled and honored uh, to continue to be a vessel and a bridge in any way that we can, especially to amplify women's voices, women's sports, and you saw some of the incredible women that were on the show today. So until next time, uh, thanks for joining us. We hope we added some sort of inspiration, motivation, education, and maybe some comedic relief today. And until next time, much love. Peace. Thanks again for joining us today, everyone. Here are today's outtakes. Enjoy. Hey there. Morning, Carol. I'm going to run and get some water. Sounds good. How's everyone doing out there? Uh, everything's good. I don't know how many people are watching the news or following everything, but it's it's rough. You ever go on Clubhouse and listen to conversations on there? Mm -mm. Maybe I should. I mean, both sides are talked about, so I just like to listen and digest the information and process it. I like your jerseys. Oh, thank you. Yeah, man, I uh, I've never been a jersey person, but uh, I don't know the last couple of years, just you know, the way that I'm trying to be a bridge and a vessel. I'm just yeah. more more in tune with it, and it's just fun. Plus, I'm coaching the club team at UCSD now. So, oh, nice for the women. So, you know, it's fun to be back at the college level, I guess, in some on some level. Which which club team? Basketball. Basketball, yeah, yeah. I invited Heidi to come on. Oh to, yeah, I know Heidi. Yeah. Yeah. So I've known her for a long time. She, when she was coaching D three, uh, I think it was Occidental. Yeah. Uh, um. She was recruiting some of my players, and I, I think back on it, and I wasn't trying to be disrespectful, but I had a player that was a D1 caliber player, and you know I coach D3, so I understand. Like you got to get D1 players at D3, otherwise you can't win. And so I was like, look, so thinking back on, it, I was like, oh my gosh, like I wasn't trying to big timer, but looking back on it, I, I wonder maybe if she felt like I was big timer. She probably doesn't even remember, but. Yeah, it was uh, it was interesting, and then you know, obviously she's doing great. They, I heard they have a great team this year, so I think they're on their last probationary period. Is this the last year? Good. Yeah, and yeah, they're going to do big things. I think they'll do better than San Diego State on the women's side in this area. That's good to know. Yeah, USD is never. It's just a tough place to win, and San Diego State has never won on the women's side consistently. When Beth Burns was there, they won. Right. But yeah. It's a great academic school, right? I mean, yeah. Yeah, it's phenomenal.
so anyway, it's fun to be a part of it because when my daughter graduates high school in uh, five and a half years, I'm going to get back to the college level. So, all right. I hope. You've got a few I'm more at, years to go. I'm putting it out into the universe. <laughs> we got so, a lot yeah. of the same stuff I have. I have John Wooden's Pyramid of Success. I had it signed by by him. Oh, um, that's awesome. Oh, I got this shirt on today. The I'm flashing you. I know. <laughs> yes. <laughs> From the Hall of Fame. I love it. Yeah, love that shirt. How's the new gig going? It's going great. Um, our district, our first um, <clears throat> on a pillar of success was measured by our distribution, and we're on all the fast channels minus two which we hope to get to this uh, before the end of the year, Pluto and Samsung connected to right. Oh, that's awesome. So check the box there. Um, we're now renewing all our deals because we did like one year deals. Yeah. For highlights and stuff. So honestly. Oh, that's amazing. And now we're getting advertisers are finally starting. That was what was missing at ESPN. No one would buy it. Right. Of course, no one sold it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Hi, Orange Jeff. Jeff. Morning. How are you? Good, good. Good. How are you? Good. Thanks. Uh, I work with uh, with with Scott Miranda, who I'm, I'm guessing you worked with to set this up. Um, yeah. He's in transit today, so just waiting on John to join us. Nah, no worries at all. We got we got some bobbleheads back there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I I have a past life uh, working for Major League Baseball, so I acquired some swag. <laughs> I like it. What's up, Taylor? Hey everybody, I'm Taylor. Hey. Introduce myself real quick. How y'all doing? Good. So I invited Natty White, and so obviously Natty and Taylor know each other from Boston College uh, before Taylor transferred to Virginia Tech. So I just I stumble upon a lot of things when I start doing some research on any of my guests. So that's sorry. So Taylor and I have never met. Taylor, wonderful to meet you. <laughs> but I've invited a bunch of people just to, you know, show love and support for John and what he's doing and stuff like that. So we'll see if anybody Pretty else awesome. pops on. Yeah. Well, I have a fan in the background, so if it, if it can't gets... hear it, perfect. Yeah, you're good. Here's the man of the hour. Yes, the man of the hour is here. Hey, everybody! Great to see you. Hey, John. Good morning. Great to see you. Thanks so much for making this happen. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, do we? There it is. Looking, awesome. looking, looking. Look are, are we going to be on video? Yeah, it's YouTube okay. and and all audio. If that's on, okay with you. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's perfect. I'm just going to go to the. I'm going to give myself a little. You know, I should hype up our background. I guess. Yeah, I was going to say it's going to have the. Uh, a little more fun than that. A little more fun. Let's quick. Hey, Michael, see the map in the background of mine? Yes. That's my son's route to San Diego from Connecticut. I mapped it out <laughs> um, with like five or six stops for him. And so he'll get that for the holidays. I think I'll take oh, that down. That's awesome. All right. There we go. That's awesome. Good. That's good. We have, the, we have the audio background and now we have the video background, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I love that. Well, uh, welcome everyone. We'll see if anyone else pops in. John, I had uh, a few people that I invited just to show love and support for you and so, uh, you know everything that you're doing. And um, I'll do a quick intro in the interest of time. And this is uh, Taylor Souls joining us. Uh, she's overseas from the Chicago Sky. 
and uh, I've invited Val Whiting. I invited Judy Sweet. I invited a lot of people. I invited um, uh, Jamel Hill. I invited a lot of people, but you know, people are busy. Uh, but we just wanted to show love for everything that you're doing and support and can't thank you enough uh, as Carol Stiff holds up the heart sign, uh, president of the Women's Sports Network, uh, newly named president. So in the interest of time, I'll just do a quick intro. Normally I do a longer intro because you deserve a long intro, but uh, again, in the interest of time, we'll just do a quick one and we'll rock and roll. I'm excited about uh, uh, today's podcast as much as anyone we've had so far. All right. And uh, anything that you want me to do uh, later, editing wise or, you know, adding in, you know, just let me know. Owner. Right. This is new. I've never had somebody called owner. Maybe this is Scott. I don't know who this is. <laughs> Hopefully it's not a troll. It's me, Mike. Who is it? Colleen. Hey, what's up, Colleen? It's Colleen Matsuhara. Good morning. Uh, uh, a legend, a legend in the in the women's no, space. Big time, big we can't, time legend. We can't see you, but we can hear you. So, but welcome. Okay, let's get started, ladies and gentlemen. We're Thank starting. you, Mike. All right, thanks, Colleen. Appreciate you. Hey, Mike. Mike. Yeah. I couldn't open the link that you sent me to my podcast. I listened to Marguerite's. Oh, really? I, yeah, my link wouldn't open for me. So, if you get oh. a chance, no turn. Did you go to YouTube and and look for it? Oh no, I just clicked on your email. Or your LinkedIn one. Okay, I will. Oh, interesting. Yeah, try try and do a search and see if you can't find it because you've there's been a lot of people that have listened to yours. Oh, okay. I didn't put uh, them to sleep. Like I maybe I should listen else. I could go back to sleep. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, thanks for being on the call. I really yeah. appreciate it. Yeah. Appreciate you uh, inviting me on. I uh, enjoyed it. Absolutely. What else is going on? Uh nothing much. Um, you know, the W season's over and yeah. Yes, I guess I'll have to watch some of the NBA games. You know, people in Sacramento, yes. they, they're crazy about the Kings. But, um, you know, I I was thinking of someone. Are you the one I gave Natalie Nakase's information to? Mm -mm. Okay, I guess it was another pod, podcast. Oh, it was the Asian American athlete. But um, oh, okay. I saw a recent uh, tweet or whatever, X, whatever that, uh, that, She's the uh, first uh, Asian American coach, I think, to win two world championships. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that'd be cool. Yeah. I think yeah, today's the parade. Oh, yeah? I thought oh, I saw. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. You might be right about that. Yeah. So. Yeah, well, shout out to the Aces and, and Becky for for back-to-back -back championships, especially without, you know, a couple of their players. Right. Man, that and was... Right. Well, I'm glad they won it because I didn't want to hear about how they didn't win it because they didn't have their players. You know how that goes. Yeah, you're they right. Found, they found a way. So yeah, they sure did. Even more impressive. Yep, it sure is. So, all right, Colleen, tap okay. in anytime. I appreciate all right. you. Thanks a lot and have a great uh, day. You had a great start to your day. So have I. So I think I'll finish my coffee and go work out. Absolutely. All right. Sounds good, okay, Colleen. Much love you, to you. All right. Okay. Thanks so much. Same here. All right. Bye -bye. There you have it. Bye-bye. Gotta love Zoom, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Where would we be without Zoom? Uh, man, I never even knew, you know, Skype was the thing for forever. And then, you know, this whole Zoom thing happened because of, uh, you know, COVID. So I guess one of the good things that came out of COVID, cannot wait to get my Athletes Unlimited jersey. You heard it there. I'm going to be uh, hitting up uh, Jeff and Scott for my jersey and we're going to find a place for it here in the sports deli thanks again for joining us today everybody much love
talk soon. Peace. Feel free to send me an email to thesportsdeli at gmail.com. Also check out my link tree. It's backslash Mike Hootner. Also like to thank a few people. 40 Tons Brand is a socially conscious cannabis brand, and they're doing amazing things. Check them out. We'd also like to thank Moolah Kicks, the first ever female brand basketball shoe in the history of the world. We'd also like to encourage you, if you're having a hard day, and if you're feeling like you just don't want to live anymore, all you have to do is dial 988 from any phone, and there will be someone there 24-7-365. So don't feel like you have to fight this battle alone. Don't forget to do your self-breast and self-testicular exams every month. It's really important as early detection is the key. Remember, Black Lives Matter. Reach out to your local and state politicians for any individual or group that you feel are being marginalized. Stop the bullying. Stop the Asian hate. Let's end gun violence with common sense laws. Let's be allies for the LGBTQIA plus community. And I challenge those of you in the white space to be anti-racist, to be bridges and vessels, to help bridge the gaps between black and white America. And remember, until next time, it takes a village. Much love.